वेलकम यू वॉचिंग वी द पीपल एम रिशिका बारवा दी एयर क्वालिटी लाइफ इंडेक्स रिपोर्ट ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी थ्री बाय द यूनिवर्सिटी ऑफ शिकागोज एनर्जी पॉलिसी इंस्टीट्यूट सेंट शॉक वेव अक्रॉस द कंट्री The AQLI report has essentially measured the impact of air pollution PM2.5 levels or particulate pollution to be specific on life expectancy and these findings that I'm about to share with you are from data that was collected back in 2021 The study says that air pollution shortens the lives of residents of Delhi by around 11.9 years and the life of the average Indian is shortened by 5.3 years Delhi's PM2.5 level is 25 times the safe limit prescribed by the World Health Organization. India's pollution level is 10 times that of the WHO safe limit. It is no surprise that the landlocked Indo-Gangetic plain is the most polluted. So if you look at the map of India, what are the most polluted areas? It is Bihar, it is Delhi, Chandigarh, Haryana, Punjab, UP and Bengal these qualify as the most polluted so while air pollution is literally killing us if you look at the finer uh, findings of this study if they were if at all there were a magic wand and somehow if the pm 2.5 levels were to meet the who standards the study shows that those of us living in delhi would essentially get back 11.9 years and if we were to meet even our own country's national standards it would increase the lifespan of the average delhiite by 8.5 years we would live 8 more years if we could even meet india's national pollution standards so this is essentially what the report says but at the same time this is not an india problem south asia is the global epicenter of pollution according to the report even countries like bangladesh china pakistan nigeria and uh some other parts continue to remain the worst affected so this is essentially a south asia problem as well india doesn't stand isolated in that sense but at the same time china has been successful to a large extent in its war against air pollution a 10 year action plan that china has put in place according to a report in cnn has led to a 40% decline in air pollution levels since 2013 and thus increased the average life expectancy of someone living in china by over 2 years so on the show tonight we ask that giving this glaring statistic that we've headlined which is delhiites losing 12 years 11.9 years due to air pollution are we really in the midst of a deadly apocalypse or rather an air emergency where do we go from here and can we really look very seriously at this 10 year action plan that your country like china has implemented and perhaps does that in a certain sense give us hope uh, that you know things can really change so i have with me a panel of experts and doctors who will help us understand what this report means for you and me we also have uh, several members of civil society and ngos joining us in the ndtv studios who have a lot of questions regarding these latest findings it's a pleasure to introduce partha uh, basu the executive director of uh, epic india this is the india wing of the university of chicago that has actually authored this report so he's going to detail out what the findings of the report mean we have uh, 
Ronak Sutaria is an expert as far as air pollution is concerned. He built Atmos, India's first low-cost air quality network. He's been with us on several shows here on NDTV. We also have Dr. Vivek Nangya. He's the principal director and head of pulmonology at the Max Hospitals in New Delhi. Dr. Milan Kulkarni, an expert in air pollution. He's authored a book on personal exposure to air pollution based on his research at IIT Bombay. We also have Anumita Roy Chaudhary, the executive director of the Center of Science and Environment. Thank you all very much uh, for being with us. It's, uh, it's an extremely important issue. But I want to first come to you, uh, Partha Basu, if you could just break down for us what essentially this report says. And, you know, don't go into the methodology so much, but what does, what does the viewer essentially need to take away from this very damning report? Thank you, Rishika, and thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, I think uh, while we're discussing India here, as you rightly said, that uh, if the highlight is actually the broader South Asia. It's a South Asia problem. What AQLI suggests is that the entire subcontinent, right from Bangladesh, and you, you said it, and India, Nepal, Pakistan, where nearly 22-23% of the global population lives, are on top of the four most polluted countries. Right. In other words, South Asia continues to be the global epicenter of the pollution, and that is where we live and that is where we should be concerned about. We must see this as a South Asian issue, and we might call for a broader science collaboration to understand what is exactly. I mean, we have launched Chandrayaan. How difficult can it be for us to find out what is exactly the problem with this entire Indo-Gangetic plane and how can we solve this? Because this doesn't seem to be our uh, problem alone. And last but not the least, one thing that is very, very glaringly coming up is that when we uh, remove the uh, natural dust and sea salt and other uh, such measures, uh, uh, dust uh, particles, we can actually see that there is a huge amount of anthropogenic sources which are causing and adding to this pollution. Mm. So which seems to be uh, an enforcement issue, which is where, uh, of course, the meteorology and geography uh, has to be taken into account, yes. but enforcement seems to be a massive issue. Right. Uh, Ronak Sotaria, this is a man-made problem and therefore the solution has to be man-made. And I'm not going to delve further into the findings of the studies because we've put that out for our viewers at the very outset. There are graphics on air that explain it further. But, you know, what's the solution? I mean, where do we go from here? Like I said, this is based on data that was collected in 2021. God knows how much worse it is as far as 2023 is concerned. Yeah, Rishika, I mean, I think this report is is definitely timely, but it's also, you know, a repeti I mean, we've seen this numbers before. I think the yes. solution, there are two parts to this, you know, there is a science to the problem. You know, this report dwells into the particulate pollution, you know, and that's one of the uh, dozen different criteria pollutants that the CPCB highlights. Uh, so I think the understanding the science behind what is causing this particulate pollution you know, Partha was referring to the anthropogenic or the man-made sources. You know, the second part of the solution lies in the policy part, you know, and if you look at the whole report, it highlights the United States and Europe, which saw, the U.S. saw a 65% improvement in air quality from the time the Clean Air Act was passed. Uh, Europe has seen about a 25% improvement. I think so essentially two key messages that are coming back is that the policy and enforcement of the act you know, and we had our NCAP policy come out in 2019, 4,000 crores. You know, that's that's half a billion dollars have been spent mm -hmm. so far. Um, the results, I think, is a mixed bag. Some cities are, you know, showing improvement. Some cities are actually not yet made much headway. 
I think the enforcement of the policy combined with the research and science, I think is something which, while we seem to have started on the path, Mm. But there are key elements missing and the report also highlights that there are huge data gaps mm. across the country. Mm. You know, in Delhi, the number you are referring to right now is just for the city of Delhi. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we, like I said, this is not a, this is not a Delhi problem. This is a headline that we always get from Delhi uh, every year, you know, because Delhi is, I think, among the worst hit and also perhaps, like you said, the most researched. So we always know, uh, we, we always know a lot about what the statistic in Delhi is. But Dr. Milan Kulkarni, you know, as somebody who's really delved into research yourself, I mean, you've also argued that this is not a Delhi problem. problem. I mean, look at what's happening in cities like Mumbai. You know, do you think that we need to very seriously rethink what we are doing in terms of policy, in terms of action? What are our short-term and long-term goals? I mean, how do you see solutions panning out as far as this air, air pollution crisis is concerned? Thanks, Rushika, for having me in this program. Uh, you asked a very pertinent question. Uh, what should be the road ahead? So in this regard, uh, let me go across this particular research on which uh, we are talking. So in this case, the data which is considered by the University of Chicago is satellite data, hmm. uh, you know, which is fairly accurate, but not highly accurate, okay. I would say. Okay. And uh, the another thing is that a study is conducted in China, which uh, uh, correlates the air pollution exposure to the health effects. Okay, so we need to do further research studies in India itself. Like India is one of the most uh, affected areas uh, along with the South Asia. Yes. So yes. actual personal exposure to air pollution is uh, not measured. So what what we are measuring is ambient air quality monitoring. So where the you know data collected, as said in the report is very, uh, very less monitoring stations are there. And first, right. we should know uh, what is the scenario in terms of personal exposure to air pollution. So my book uh, focuses on that. But sadly, uh, little is done about the assessment of personal exposure, which is monitored near the breathing level of a person. So it is the better indicator of the health risk. And then as Ronak pointed out, there are gaps in the enforcement, right? So we have got best laws like in the U.S. there was Air Act, but there was there is significant improvement after enactment of Air Act in U.S. But in India, it is enacted in uh, way back in 1981. But as far as enforcement is considered, air pollution sources are considered. In principle, in principle, we have uh, uh, we have the laws, but there's no enforcement. And I think there's also exactly. you know there's been a, there's been a lot of debate really about whether different state governments, at least as far as this. You know, Delhi NCR region is concerned. Several several states that we mentioned, you know, whether it's Bihar, UP, Punjab. There's also been a lot of debate over whether state governments have really been able to put aside their egos and come together. And uh, Anumita Roy Chaudhary is also with us. And I want to ask her this question because, you know, what can we do, Anumita? You've come on several shows with us here on NDTV. What can we do in the short term, in the interim? Because, you know, we're talking about this on the basis of a report. But in the next two months, this is going to be national and international headlines all over again. You know, let us be very clear. There are really no short answers to this. So the short answers are always the harsh and emergency answers, you know, which means that now the winter is approaching. 
And when it spirals out of control, you then have to step in with the most harshest of measure that you stop construction, stop trucks, you don't allow the DG sets to run, you want to uh, reduce the number of vehicles on the road, and all of that kicks in, but that's temporary. Now, that has a value to the extent that when everything is trapped and building up, you don't want to add more to it and increase the public health risk. But what will really give us the real answer is sustained action and a, at a scale so that you are able to see massive energy transition that industry, vehicles, power plants, they're moving to much cleaner fuel, much right. cleaner technology across the region. And then you need massive circularity, which means that you have to ensure that your 100% segregation of waste collection, material recovery, remediation of the landfill, hmm. so that waste does not accumulate in the open for people to burn. Stringent are measure for construction activities. Right. But the toughest is actually going to be the vehicles. We talk about Delhi. Today, yes. vehicles have emerged as the, the highest contributor to pollution today in this city. Well, so imagine the scale of public transport option, walking, cycling option that this city requires so that we can reduce our dependence on personal vehicles. Now, that's the scale of action we require if you really want to see uh, all of us, all the cities and states right. meeting the ambient air quality standards. Okay. And okay. for that, well, action has started. In fact, we have seen so there is also reason for optimism. Okay. India is also one of the only country in the world who has leapfrogged from Bharat Stage 4 to Bharat Stage 6 emission standards nationwide. Yes. And we have got the clean fuel across the country. Right. Now, but the electrification has just about started. And a lot of good action that has started to take place, okay. in, but these are still in different pockets All, of the country. Right. Okay. Okay. right. So it's the scalability oh. and the speed. That's going to make the difference. All is all is not lost uh, in a certain sense, but I think uh, you know you 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 always lay out what really needs to be done in the short term. There are no short answers, but there are there is action, definitive action, a lot of which you've literally listed out that can be done or rather are steps that we can take in improving the situation. But very important, Dr. Vivek Nangya, if I can bring you into the conversation, because you're really dealing with this at the ground level. I mean, you know, when we throw up a statistic like this is taking away 11.9 years of our lives, what does it really mean? And what are you seeing anecdotally, doctor, happen on the ground with patients coming to you from Delhi, NCR and several parts of Northern India? Thank you, Rishika, for having me on your show. You know, while these uh, statistics and these figures are really very shocking, but it isn't that we haven't known about them for years sure. now, I would say for decades, in fact. You know, the first exposure of ours to uh, air pollution and its ill effects was way back in 1954, 1952, sorry, when we had the London fog. And in just three days, from 5th December till 7th or 8th of December, there were almost about 12,000 deaths attributable to the air pollution and about a lack of people falling sick subsequently. Hmm. Pollution has been listed as the single largest environmental risk factor for disease and premature deaths. In 2012, it resulted in about 7 million deaths globally. In 2015, about 9 million deaths globally. Right. Three times higher than HIV, tuberculosis, AIDS, uh, sorry, and malaria put together. Yes. In 2019 in India alone, it resulted in 1.7 million deaths. Now, apart from deaths, we're also seeing that it is reducing the life expectancy. Hmm. You know, in 2015, 
we had the then president obama of usa visiting us during the republic day parade so he was here between 25th and 27th of january for just 3 days the scientist from cambridge university had then put up an analysis saying that his lifespan has been reduced by 6 hours that is about 2 hours per day so we've known that it reduces the life expectancy as well yes apart from that what we are experiencing in a day to day practice is increase in the episodes of asthma bronchitis chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases and also lung cancer early age lung cancer basically hmm. you know lung cancer is characteristically been always associated with the smokers right. but now being it in non smokers female population also in their 20s and 30s age group right you know which is very very shocking apart from that every time the air pollution levels are high there's a sudden increase there would be definitely an increase in the number of people getting hospitalized yes. with a heart attack or an acute episode of asthma and an acute uh, episode of copd sure 72% of the deaths because of air pollution occur because of stroke that is the brain hemorrhage or a brain infarct yes or attack you know there are non pulmonary causes yes so we understand that i the- think it's Yes I think this is very interesting perspective because this really anecdotally breaks it down I mean these are the brass tacks this is what this is how people are really suffering and we have an audience that has several questions have your say Hi uh, so my question is uh, that there are several things like uh, the forest Am- amendment bill uh, Sanjay one all these things are kind of uh, going towards the side of commercialization so how is government supposed to do things for the benefit of the people okay. as well as taking the environment in account because all these things are leading okay, to a lot so of deforestation okay so our our policy is really our laws really the forest uh, forest amendment bill for instance is it all really catered to protecting us and solving this pollution crisis or is it just further enhancing the problem go ahead Uh, like the eco tourism thing with dda in the sanjewan sanjewan are the only uh, green lungs in delhi and they are starting eco tourism there which will lead to polluting the base and the uh, flora and fauna there which will right. like lead to more people visiting that place and activities like well uh, eco tourism tourism is going to be permitted in a big way under the new forest law as well so i think that's one of the questions we'll take that to panelists anyone else has a question Yeah, sir. So, uh, trees reduce air pollution, and there are so many trees getting cut down all over Delhi. Uh, so, when are we going to stop cutting down the trees? Okay. Can we stop cut that? Anyone else has a question? She had a question there as well. Yeah. So, why are we planting trees when they're going to be chopped? Why is there a lie being promoted that okay. you should be planting more trees? That's a, that's a very cynical point of view, but all right, that's a point of view. You are angry. I understand that. Go ahead. Uh, indoor pollution also it's very important thing. Is outdoor to hai hai. Indoor pollution ke liye government hamare liye kaise help kar sakti hai? What is indoor pollution? Aap like, apne situation ke baare mein thoda. Ah, uh, like hamare yahan jo bhi situation hai, wo indoor pollution jaise like LPGs hai, wo bahut higher prices hai. To afford nahi kar sakte. Uske liye wo chula uses karte hai, traditional chulas. तो उसके लिए इंटर इंडो पोल्यूशन जो भी है बहुत हायर होता है उसके लिए उनके लंग डिजीज एंड हेल्थ बेनिफिट्स नहीं है बिल्कुल भी गवर्नमेंट से नहीं मिल रहा है कहाँ से आप एंड्रूसगंज साउथ दिल्ली साउथ दिल्ली से ओके थैंक यू ऑल थैंक यू वेरी मच आई थिंक टू थ्री इंपॉर्टेंट पॉइंट रोनक इफ आई कैन ब्रिंग यू इन योर वुड यू लाइक टू रिस्पॉन्ड टू दियंस आज द क्वेश्चन ऑन यू नो वन साइड वी रिपोर्टिंग ऑन दमेंडमेंट्स टू द फॉरेस्ट लॉज विच हैव बिन पास बाई बोथ हाउसेज ऑफ पार्लियामेंट इन द लास्ट सेशन एंड देन यू नो वी हैव रिपोर्ट्स लाइक दिस दैट रियली मेक अस क्वेश्चन दैट इज आर लेजिस्लेशन एक्चुअली हेल्पिंग और एडिंग टू द प्रॉब्लम रोनक आई थिंक यूर ऑन म्यूट 
Uh, I'm sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. So I think as far as legislation goes, you know, uh, for air pollution, the NCAP policy is a strong framework. You know, while the forest laws, of course, have been under, uh, you know, the economic pressure and the industrial powerhouses are at play. And I think one thing to understand is when policies are being, especially legislative policies, you know, the economic uh, aspect is playing out significantly. Uh, I think the part which I feel is uh, not adequately being done and which I'm quite not very happy about is the way the enforcement of the existing Clean Air Act has been done so far. Right. You know, dilution, of course, of the current laws is a cause of concern. But we have a strong framework which has not been implemented in the last four years. You know, the funds which have been put aside for the clean air program, mm-hmm. uh, whatever we've been tracking, you know, unfortunately, the mitigation policies right. are suboptimal and non-scientific. Um, and I think strong questions need to be raised around the enforcement okay. of the act so which two, we have. Two, two sides of the story, really. One is, of course, whether we're enforcing the current laws properly in the true letter and spirit. And second question, of course, is like the audience members have also raised, you know, what are our new forest laws? I mean, everybody knows that, you know, trees and greenery means cleaner air. So, you know, when you're taking that away, aren't you essentially adding to the problem? I think there's also a very interesting point about indoor pollution. Uh, Partha Basu, do you want to take that on? You know, something that not not very many people really talk about, but is a problem very intrinsic to India, which is indoor pollution. Absolutely. So, uh, Rishika, actually, uh, a large amount of people, a uh, number of people actually lose their lives uh, because of indoor air pollution. Actually, yes. it is supposed to be seven times more uh, a bigger problem than ambient. Uh, India, with its uh, Ujwala Yojana programs and uh, such kind of schemes, has started reducing. So if we look at India as a whole and not urban and rural, then I think programs such as these are actually uh, making LPG or such kind of cleaner fuels available to a larger uh, extent. There are there is a lot of research that is going on with CSIRs. We are looking at cleaner chulhas. Uh, I I think what is very important is also a bit of personal knowledge in the sense like are we living in a ventilated atmosphere? Are our kitchens ventilated? Do we have that kind of system where the smoke generated or yes. the CO2 generated is already escaping out? I think these things are very important. You see, Dr. Nangya talked about women. And one of the factors that I could think associated with women is also to the kind of things that our mothers and sisters are doing at home and that is cooking and taking care of the households and which is actually causing a massive exposure to uh, PM 2.5 levels and as well as some of the gases. Right. Uh, Dr. Nangya, do you very briefly want to address this indoor pollution question? Because I think that, you know, while, of course, we, we continue to talk about air pollution and we have a lot of statistics and a lot of data that we're analyzing here on the show, I think this is another very important issue that often gets sidelined. Absolutely, Rishika. I would fully agree with you. You know, what is happening is that we attribute the indoor air pollution only to the kitchen smoke, but that is not true, actually. Even pets contribute significantly to allergies and development of uh, uh, asthmas and those kind of problems. Right. From that lighting of incense, that is agarbattis, carrying out havans. You know, traditionally, if you see havans always used to be carried out in courtyards. But now, whenever there's an auspicious day, you're over having a housewarming ceremony, you're having some other kind of mundan or some other family function. Yes. You 
havan indoors the then there is a tendency of carrying that havan kun to each room also to purify what we are not realizing is that we are actually harming ourselves by well, spreading Yes. and i think this is very important especially for those individuals who have vulnerable people living in the house if you have small children or somebody who's susceptible to uh, uh, you Absolutely. know pulmonary disease i think this is a really important perspective that dr nangya is giving uh, an unpopular opinion i must say dr nangya but one that should be heard uh, anyway like i said this is a very important report it's once again put air pollution back in the news back in focus and one sincerely hopes that there will be action plans that are better implemented at least in terms of the existing action plans and legislation that takes this into consideration just like the audience members raised several questions about the new forest laws i'm afraid we're completely out of time it's been a fascinating conversation thank you all very much including to the audience for joining us on this edition of we the people